0: Hey there, on this March 20, 2022, it's EDB, that's Eric Deshaun Barrett for long, and I believe you connect to this because you're ready for our Sunday meditation, which will begin in just a few moments. was growing up I used to hear that nice song that I never knew where it came from but it used to say good morning to you yeah. good morning to you we're all
1: there we mm-hmm.
0: with bright shiny hot faces mm-hmm. my face was hot because you know that hot water had just hit my head Mm. So grandma I see I never had an alarm clock made by, you know, one of the mechanics that sat by the bed and it went off and you hit the snooze button. I never had one of them alarms. I had an old woman come in there and singing. That was the first alarm and when you hit snooze she came back and sung again. That was the second alarm. The third time she came back is with a pot of water.
1: <laughs> right. mm-hmm. I was getting this she you came back with a hand and stood after him.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, was, it, it was a pot of water, and, and you were getting up there because your bed was wet. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
2: Uh-huh.
0: Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, that's
1: what you did, uh, exposing <laughs> all
0: of your good old secret
1: stuff right here. Mm,
0: <laughs> mm-hmm. I can say it now. The statute of limitations yeah. that ran out.
3: <laughs> yeah. Right, we gonna report you for being abusive.
0: <laughs> <The> statute of <laughs> limitations that ran out. So I can it's
3: say gone.
1: It now. It's gone. Almost everybody um, did that. I mean, of uh, a certain, you know what? Who? That's uh-huh. the way we all were awakened. <laughs>
0: uh. Yeah. <laughs> Well, good morning, as I said, again, to all of your fine friends and peoples. It's it's almost springtime. I was telling Mama Belle that uh, I had a professor when I was growing up, and he was my oceanography teacher. And, uh, he came in and he explained the spring holiday to us. Oh. Mm. And, uh, he said, uh, do you know what spring is? And I said, no. The class kind of said no. He said, do you know where it came from? He said, "We said not really." He said, "Well, I'm explaining it to you." Mm. He said, uh, "Spring originated from my ex-wife's family." Oh. <laughs> and one lady said, "How did that happen?" She said, "Because it's the only time in the year they can't make up their mind who the devil they want to be." <laughs>
1: um. <laughs> oh, this! I thought you had something really
2: great to tell
0: me that mm-hmm. <laughs> we did too. <laughs> i thought i finally knew the
2: secret <laughs> yeah. yeah
0: we we thought we knew it too yeah that man, man couldn't huh?
2: that man couldn't stand
0: his ex-wife Bless his heart. He would come in there and say, cool to my ex-wife's soul. Uh, Anyway, this morning we come and we're not going to talk about that so long because they're swearful Lord, I hate women. And uh, we'll move on into our time together. I want to remind you this afternoon around about between the hours of 11 and three in all seriousness around about the 11 o'clock hours when the spring season begins mm-hmm. that's where the that's the scientific version of it but uh, in conjun- not in conjunction uh, in addition to that piece of business happening today I want to remind you that uh the engaged Norfolk conversation is happening at the Norfolk scope between 11 and 3 you know pick up the night pieces of business that um, will uh, be provided for you, various opportunities, things going on within our community, uh, resources that can help you down the road. Uh, Like, I I can't begin to start listing the different uh, things and exhibits and tables, booths, whatever's going to be there, so it it's almost like going to Walmart, Mama Bell. Just walk in there, grab you a bag and just start putting little leaflets in it and keep on moving. Uh but uh last time I was there I do know they had everything from from the exit to the entrance. Mm-hmm what I mean by the exit to the entrance is when you exit the womb to the end of the... You can get all the information you need and everything in between. So between 11 and 3, head on down there to do that. Also, April 9, I want to put that in your, your, uh, your, your mind that... Uh, um, we're going to get back out and get to walking bring your canes bring your walkers get out there and exercise you ain't exercising about three years now (laughs) so i don't want to hear my bones won't let me do it get up and try unless you really can't do it and that's a whole nother conversation but uh uh, we're going to try to get everybody out there. Brother Dennis, we're going to try to get you out there. You, you didn't come last time because, you know, you decided you was going to skip it. So we're going to work on that. Um, I'm just jogging with you. We know why that happened. but uh, And then finally, I want to put in your ear. Uh, May 1. Sunday, May 1. That would be the third official first Sunday of this great community. Did y'all know that? Did I put you to sleep?
3: No, no, I didn't know
0: it. You didn't know it. You didn't know it. That's the third time we met the second year that we've been together. Mm-hmm. And uh, we're going to uh, do what we can to uh, celebrate. So get everybody up. We're going to do something special that morning. Uh, we didn't skip over Easter. We're going to do something special on Easter as well. So tell everybody that, that that's having, if they can't get to the church or they're sick of the church, whatever the case may be, Tell them, get on up, call, pray with us, get the soul right, drink a cup of coffee, and then roll back over, go to bed. That's all you got to do. Uh, speaking of rolling back over, Mama Bell! Yes. Yeah. You know what we I'm got here. to do? I'm you here. I know you're there. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, you okay. want me to go? You want me to that's, go? That, that, that's what we want. I mean, we didn't, we didn't call to look mm-hmm. at you. Oh, for real? <laughs> I thought, sure, that's what I was here for,
2: my beauty. Okay. <laughs>
3: So, well, good morning, everyone. Good morning. Good morning. All right. I'm glad somebody's up beside me and uh, Mama Bell and <laughs> Grandma. and I guess Eric's still up, but we won't go there. I think he fixed it pretty much. Anyway, uh, this is uh, a new week. Sunday starts a new week I guess and uh it's also uh we're well into uh daylight savings time. So in case you didn't know it's still dark outside. But uh you know, I have faith that uh the, the sun will make an appearance. In fact the sun really don't go anywhere. We just uh, we just kinda rotate around it. So you know, uh I was thinking this week as uh you know, the weather was up and down last uh Last weekend, it was kind of chilly and the wind blowing and we had to hang on to something so we wouldn't get blown away. Yesterday was such a beautiful day, nice and warm. uh, The neighbors were sitting outside. So, you know, it's a sign of spring coming and uh, also a time of renewal as we prepare for uh, the celebration of of, of Easter coming up. Uh, And that note, you know, I was thinking about... uh, Uh, Jesus' life, you know, he began in the stables we all know, and uh, he had uh, visitors that were not not the best people in the world, but they, you know, God chose the shepherds to come and visit uh, Mary and Joseph and to see the baby Jesus, and, uh, you know, they were uh, a different breed, but... uh, Think that once they got into the stable, and everything was uh, explained to uh, you know Joseph and Mary why why they just happened to show up uh, you know they were told by the angels to go and find the, the Christ child when it came to save the world you know just to, just to see um, and worship uh, Jesus in uh, the excitement that they they must have felt. I, I can't help but think that. You know, they wanted to maybe just touch the face of God, touch Jesus's face, just to just to see him and to to be with him. You know what? It, you know, I, I can't. You know, it, it's hard for me to realize that. Uh, you know, Mary was holding God, uh, and Joseph held God.
2: So, uh, yeah.
3: Probably even Elizabeth had a chance to, to hold God. You know, and I know that. Uh, you know. Uh, our, our brother John when he baptized God and uh and then, then his father spoke from heaven. You know, what a tremendous feeling that must have been for him. So, you know, we have to think about that. You know, and and that our reward in heaven will be that what we can see the face of God. What a what a great experience that will be. And we have to work to that, you know. Think about that, and, and and do what we can to uh, to, to achieve that. You know, in the Bible, it tells us a lot of things, and and tells us how we should live our life, and, and to face things that come come in our, our way. <clears throat> and in Second Corinthians, uh, chapter four, verse six, it's, it's very short. it, it I was with it this week. I was thinking, "Wow, this is great!" You know, I, I should really focus on this, and and it's, um, you know, I try to do that. You know, and I, I just don't. Sunday mornings, and, you know, grab a Bible, open it up, and just read a verse. You know, I try to pick a verse that I, I'll uh, meditate on, uh, pray over, and, and uh, you know, so that it'll help me, and maybe. It'll Somebody at the virtual church understand more about God and more about what the Bible teaches us and how we should live our lives. Yeah. I uh, I preach the most often, time you know, use these verses for myself as much as I use it for anybody else, because we all we all need strength and we all need to build ourselves up. And what there's no better way to do that than to open the, the book and, and to read. Read God's word. Second Corinthians verse four six says, For God who said, let light let light shine out of darkness. Make his, his light shine in our hearts to give us the light of the knowledge of God's glory that God's glory displayed in the face of, of Christ. You know, God said, let the light shine out of darkness. You know, he created the world. He said, let the light shine. And that, that you know, we we should make his light shine and light in our hearts. We know the knowledge and the glory of what? Of the face of Christ. You know, the face of Christ. You know, he... He was human he walked among us his face must have been you know uh, just just something to behold and looked you know he uh, he got he got angry he got mad but he did great things people you know they worshiped him they adored him but they were looking for somebody that uh, that he was and they believed that he was somebody that he wasn't uh, we think about that for a minute. because you know, we have to understand that God, God loves us. He loves us. He loves us to send his son. So he can, he can, you know so God's glory displayed in, in Jesus' space. So think about that. Every time Jesus did, did a miracle, or even you know, when you stood stood on a mountain and spoke, you know, the glory of God, what was there? Hundred five thousand six thousand, did whatever it was, people hear about what God, what Jesus was speaking. It was because God was speaking to them. God was speaking to them in their hearts and their minds. They may not have heard him physically, but they heard him spiritually. And that's what, you know, that's what we have to understand. We may not hear God physically, today or tomorrow. What? We hear in spiritually. And we have to take that and hold it, you know hold it tight to our hearts and our minds. It's okay. I hear you, God. I know what you're saying. You know, God's light shines on us. and well, we have to use that light to shine our lives on other people. Somehow we feel, you know, I had an instance this past week, somebody came, you know told me that they were glad, glad, happy to take that, that I was considered them a friend, uh, and, and, I, and I kind of thought about that, <laughs> like, okay, so you're I think you're a friend, uh, okay, that's good, so I guess, you know, and, and sometimes, you know, I guess it sort of took me back, you know, because to me, it went without saying, you know, he was a friend, he's a friend of mine, I'm, I don't have to call him a friend, are you doing, you know, uh, he's, a, he's a brother in Christ, and, and that's first and most important. And uh, we have to, we have to display that. We have to use that. And you we know, do pray for him and his family. Uh, they, they, just like all of us, they go through problems and trials and different issues and, and uh, they have to figure out how to uh, navigate life. You know, it's not always these, you know, the ship rocks kind of hard sometimes. You know, but we have to understand that, you know, God is there. Jesus is there to lead us and to guide us. He has the dark. we has the, the light. The light that shines. He shines the light on us. See, he helps us in our dark sides. He helps us fight the prince of darkness. So we know who that is, right? We have to step up and, and let let our light shine. No. Yeah. Uh, we don't hide our light up with up after. We don't put our light in a closet. We want it to shine. You know, so people understand that we are happy. We are glad because, right? because we have Jesus. And we love it. God loves us. So he will protect us and take care of us. So as we, as we prepare for this week,
2: you yeah, know, think about
3: it. When the sun comes up, it's your light shine. When the sun goes down, does your light shine? Do you take time to spend with God? Do you take time? just to pray and and thank Him, not just on Sundays or Wednesdays or when you sit down to eat. Do you pray? Do you pray? Do you pray day? Do you stop as you walk outside? It's beautiful day! thank you, Lord. I'm able to walk. Thank you, Lord, that I'm able to see the birds and the birds. Thank you, Lord. And just protect me, protect my neighbors, just give us the strength for most of all, you know, you're in charge. No matter what's going on, you're the one that's in charge. We just, we just have to do that. We have to thank you. We have to let our light, light shine It's supposed to be shining lights. Yeah. You, know, you don't have to carry a flashlight to be a shining light. You know, let, let people see peace in the comfort that you have in your face, let people understand that no matter what you're going through, you have the what, the knowledge and the grace of God that you know. Amen and amen. God bless. Jesus. God bless.
2: Jesus.
0: Did I miss the ending? hmm I was so into it, I... Fell
3: asleep. I, I missed the whole ending.
0: <laughs> well, you know, that's what you do. You lock me out. Okay. I, um... No, we were trying to find a bald-headed preacher. We still have not, uh... Located him yet. And, uh... So we don't know where he is today. So, we'll give him two more more. Good morning, first of all, to all of you who' straggled in here a little bit late. Uh, I know it's hard. There was a lot of traffic between the bed and the bathroom. <laughs> yeah,
3: had a couple of accidents find <laughs> a <laughs> 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 parking place. Right <laughs>
0: Forgot to tell you they turned that meter on somewhere around the sink so you know. You might have to pay for parking. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well my <laughs> favorite spot <laughs>
2: was taken, so
0: yeah, that's I don't
2: know. Yeah, yeah.
0: Anyway. Yeah. It's always mm-hmm. hard when you get in that room and your favorite seat the other morning is, is occupied by somebody else that drives you to cook. You
3: know. <laughs> and if they're you, awesome, you, you
0: can't do anything, right? <laughs> Yeah, exactly, exactly. You don't want to walk in the throne room and somebody sitting in your seat. Uh-huh. That might cause a few problems. Well, uh, we're going to do a little something today differently. I'm going to give some people some responsibilities, and we're going to do this, uh, in a different manner uh, Three things I would like for us to think about here this morning As we Deal in press. Um A. We have uh, Conflicts as it pertains to our military The issues over in Ukraine that does not seem to to stop in the battles of wars our young people men and women are looking towards what their mission statement is in that regard brother Dennis I'm ask you to think about that and pray for our military if you don't mind take a few moments for that and then after Brother Dennis finishes praying for our military, I would like for us to think about our families. The mother who has to raise her children single-handedly. The father who has to do the same. Our parents, our everyday workers who are struggling to get the necessary Things they need to make it in this world. I want to ask Mother Grandmother if she would pray over our families and our friends. And if we can do that, those two things, in about the next 15 minutes. And then somewhere in there, pray for yourself. Start that prayer off with, Lord, I'm crazy, and I know it. They say the first step to recovery is, is first accepting that you got a problem. And one thing I'm sure everybody agrees they can't stand about church folks is they can't admit they're crazy. Everybody except Mama Bell. She ain't got a crazy bone in her body.
2: Just wondering. Just wondering. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Mm-hmm. And so if you can pray over yourselves, lift up your petitions, your concerns, intentions. Uh, the greatest nation is self-preservation, so pray for yourself. Can't nobody tell you what's wrong with you but you. And so we'll do that in that order. We'll start with Brother Dennis and our military And then we'll move over to Grandmother and our families, and then somewhere in there we
3: will pray for ourselves. Okay. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Father God, we don't really understand what's going on in uh, the world sometimes, in, in our military. You know, those that uh, are uncertain what uh, what their future might bring, whether it be on the, the ship or on the ground. Or we just, uh, just give them the peace and the understanding that, uh, that, that they need. But most of all, show them the love of, of Jesus that they need. That they need to that you have and, and to cling on to uh, to know that, that you, you're you the great commander you're the great leader and uh, that you're the one that's in charge and, and you will be glorified through all this and uh, we just pray for the people in Ukraine we we pray that they have the resilience that they need that they have the, the physical strength the mental strength But most of all, the spiritual strength. We know there are churches that are over there that are being used as sanctuaries for uh, for the people of Ukraine to be protected from what's going on in, in their part of the world. And Lord, we just ask that you put that hedge of protection around that building, around those churches, around those people that need to be protected, that have no influence on the war that have no weapons to fight, that just uh, are are being victims. And, you know, we just ask you to just be with the leaders that are involved in all of this, whether it be here in the States or across the ocean in in, in Europe and in Russia and Ukraine, that uh, you work on their hearts, that you touch them, that you show them, that you put people in their lives that help them to understand that you're in charge, and your will and your leadership is more important than what they are and what they think they are. So we just again ask you to be with our, our our troops here and the ones that are stationed overseas, that they have the comfort, that they have the knowledge, but most of all, that they have the peace to know that you you are the great provider and the protector, and you will take care of them you will uh, give them the guidance that they need you will protect their families and give them uh, just a, a piece about their lives and, and what they're doing that they are doing what needs to be done uh, to, to help the world survive to help the world maybe to prepare prepare for the coming of your son Lord and uh, you know whether whether it be today, whether it be next week or whether it be 2,000 years from now, Lord, that we be prepared and ready for that glorious day. Lord, we just ask you to be with us. Like I said, be with our leaders. Be with our troops that are on your ground or on the water. Just just wrap your arms around it. And just give us the strength to not only pray for today, but every day. As, as we prepare, as they prepare for whatever might lie ahead, Lord, we just ask you be with us, be with them. Protect them, protect the Lord. And we thank you, we thank you ahead of time for your greatness and for your uh, the preservation of, of our country and our troops. God bless them. We ask you to do that. Bless them, God. In your name,
1: most holy and all wise Father, as we come this morning, God, we first say thank you. We thank you, Mr. Father, for watching over us while we slumbered and slept. We thank you, God, that you woke us up this morning. We thank you for health, strength. And, oh, merciful Father, we ask you right now, forgive us for our sins. God, you know the things that we thought. You know the things that we did. You knows it all, God. But we ask you this morning, forgive us. Wash us white as snow. God, we want to be ready when you call. We want to go home with you, dear God. And, God, we know that no sin will enter into the kingdom of heaven. And, God, we ask you this morning, forgive us for all that we have said, done, and act. Forgive us, dear God. And, oh, Mr. Father, as we go forth today, we ask you to shine down on us, God. Shine on us and shine through us, God. That we may have them lights, them shining lights, to shine in this dark world. That as we go, wherever we go, that wherever we speak, God, that you, we will shine for you. That we will bring glory to your holy name. God, in the name of Jesus, we can't do it of ourselves, but we're asking for help this morning. We need your help, God. We need your help. Give us wisdom and knowledge and understanding. You say it only comes from you. And we're asking this morning to give us your wisdom, God that we might know what to do, when to do it, and how to do it. We trust in you today, God, and we thank you this morning. God, we praying for Pastor Booth. We don't know where he is or what happened. But, God, we're asking you to keep those strong arms of protection around him, God. Minister to him today, wherever he travels, whatever he's come up against, God. We're asking you to bless him. Bless him, O oh God, from the crown of his head to the sole of his feet, God minister to him god you know it's all about the situation not only pastor booth god but we praying for people everywhere we praying for marie families god this morning tragedy has hit someone's dope. god they don't know how to handle it but girl god we ask you to have mercy upon them look on the people in the prisons the nursing homes the hospitals wherever they are god they crying out to you they need you god they need some help. They need some strength, God. They need you, God. Please have mercy upon them, God. Oh, merciful Father, you knows about every age. Every pain that's in our bodies God but God we lift it all up to you because you promised, oh God that these things wouldn't take over us God and we trust in you this morning God we believe oh God we believe in you God and we know God that you will never leave us you will never forsake us you will always be there for us God and we just say thank you this morning God you said thank you for the battle is over God, we thank you this morning, God. Oh, merciful Father, help us to remember, God. Help us to remember what you have done for us, and help us to remember that you will still do it for us now. Help us to remember, God, that you are God Almighty. You are the God that sees all things, God. You are the God that works out everything, God. Help us to remember that, God, that we can put our trust in you. We can trust you, God, because you are a faithful a faithful God. You never, never left us, God. You have never, never forsaken us, God. And everything that we needed, God, you have always been there for us, God. Help us to remember, God, that you are the same today, yesterday, today, and forevermore, that you will always be you. And we just thank you for that this morning. Oh, merciful Father, we just come to you this morning, laying all our petitions out before. God, you know what each one of us standing leader, because God, you searches the heart. You know the very imagination of the heart. You knows it all. And God, we ask you this morning take it all. Take it all. We give it all to you, God. We give it all to you, God. You said, cast our calves upon you, and you will work it out for us, God. And God, we giving it to you this morning, and we say thank you, God. And we're going to rejoice. We're going to rejoice because we know you got it. We know you're going to fix it. We know you hear us, and we just saying thank you, Jesus. We praise you this morning, God. We praise and we magnify your holy and righteous name. Bless our president, bless the leaders of this country and the leaders of all the countries, God. They're all Your children, God, and they're crying out to You this morning, God. You know's all about the situations everywhere, and God, we're putting it all in Your hands, because God, Your hands can hold it all, Your hands can fix it all, God. And we're giving it to You this morning, Oh Merciful Father, thank You, God. Look at our schools and our on the campus, Oh God, bless these kids. God, you know the fear you know the stress you know the aggravation in these schools, God. We lift these schools up before you, God. And we ask you to look on the teachers, look on the principals, God. And, oh, God, get these kids, oh, God, peace in the midst of the situations in these schools, God. Oh, merciful Father, we lay schools out before you this morning, God. You see, you hear, and you understand. And we trust in you this morning, God. We're putting it all in your hands. We just saying thank you, God. We thank you, God. Whatever we might have thought, forgot, oh God, we're asking you to just take it in control, God. Take it in control, God. Oh, gracious Father, take it in control. Work it out for us, God. Say thank you. We thank you, we love you, and we praise you, God. And we give your name, we give your holy and righteous name all in honor. All the praises and all the glory. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen and amen and amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Mama
0: Bell. Yeah? I got an assignment for you. What's that? Do you know, yes, Jesus loves me on that piano?
1: Oh,
0: of course. No, I never heard of it. Did you tell me something about it? Mm. Well, it's a little song that reminds the people, especially at times like this, when they feel like they have no Mm friends, when they feel like they're all alone and... uh, they don't have anybody to turn to. It's just one of them friendly reminders. is mm-hmm. probably was taught to little children,
1: oh, orphan oh.
0: children and all those people. Well, um, let me see if
1: I can. Uh, that was just a, yeah, if she see. can
0: remember that while you pray by yourself, to yourself and for yourself.
2: Okay. It gives a few of that. <laughs>
0: Sometimes I think the Catholics got it right they do this generic prayer over the community over the friends and what have you but when it comes to personal confessions you don't really hear them dealing in your problems they give you a moment to pray for yourself and I really believe that they do that because it's impossible to understand what's going on inside each and every one of us. But there's one, our problems may differ, our struggles same, but we all have the love of Jesus buried down in us. as a reminder. He loves me.
3: Yeah, that's
1: true.
3: Always.
1: When nobody
3: else loves me, he loves
1: me. Hallelujah. Thank you. Yes.
0: Jesus loves me, not because my mama told me or my grandmama or some guy with a nice pretty robe, but the Bible tells me so.
3: Hallelujah.
2: Hallelujah. (laughs)
0: And if you believe That the Lord heard your prayer You respond with a howdy Amen Amen
1: Amen
2: Amen Amen.
1: Amen. Amen. Hallelujah
0: Matthew chapter 26, Mm. chapter 26, Uh, shout out to you wherever you are, if you're out uh, working, cooking, uh, you may be like somebody I know y'all hashtagging. It's a great time to, uh, we can come where you are and meet you where you need to be. We're grateful to have this opportunity. We don't really, I don't really share how much I appreciate you getting up and being with us so early. You know, it's sacrilege. I know a lot of preachers want to get up this early. That we appreciate you, and hope that we are doing everything we can to to be a blessing to you matthew chapter twenty six verse ten clause b we're going to start we're gonna read verse eleven as well. Jesus is speaking here. He says, why are you bothering this woman? She has done a noble thing for me. You always have the poor with you. But you do not always have me. I want to pause there for a minute, and I want to focus with you on the subject, if I may. Leave me alone, I'm going somewhere. Leave me alone, I'm going somewhere. And all those in agreement with the Bible respond with a howdy. Amen.
1: Hallelujah. Amen. Oh, it's so real. Hallelujah. Jesus' amen. The poor.
0: The poor. Very interesting word. It's a very interesting context. The poor... Is somewhat always centered around a community it's centered around an area of town it's more so directed or referenced by a group of people but the poor i believe does not have a geographical Location. The poor does not reside just in race. The poor does not just live in a certain economic background or economic status. I'm a firm believer that you can have a lot of money in the bank and have nothing in your head, and that makes you poor. There's an old saying I used to hear when I was growing up. I don't know where it came from, but it said, you can take the fool out the country, but you can't take the country out the fool. What that means is that there's a lot of people who have resources, but they're still poor-minded One of the biggest casualties or tragedies that I believe in our society today is not a lack of resources, even though that is a very, very important piece of business. We must not take our time, or should I say diminish, the light being flashed on the problem that is economic disparity. Millions upon millions of people awake this morning with such issues as food insecurities. Millions and millions of people awake this morning with aches and pains that just a minor trip to the doctor can repair, but because we do not have the proper medical resources, We must writhe in pain. Millions upon millions of people have awakened this morning, and their houses are a little chilled because if I keep the heat down to a minimum, I can preserve my energy costs, which won't make my money go out as fast as it could. They're struggling to try to figure out how to get to work because gas, even though it's come down, it's still about $500 a gallon. So we must not diminish that. But on the other side of the field, we must look at why those issues that we just discussed is a problem. Because there's another sense of poverty that pertains to the oil. I read an article or listened where they were discussing why oil prices were so high. If you remember Mama Bell and my dear grandmother and others, we went through a whole crisis. Some time ago, you remember back when Mr. Bush was president. Oh, y'all hated him. But back when he was president, Mama Bell, we had a whole war going on. A war in Afghanistan, a war in Iraq. We had just seen part of our nation burned to a crisp in three different places. And despite all of those issues that was going on, an economic collapse in 2007, gas never got above $4 a gallon. Right. You go all the way back to the Cold War. World War One, World War II, energy costs never been as high as they are now. And in a time when it seems that the world is more stable economically, we still suffer from things like high energy costs. And in that article, the man responded, one of the people who was the spokesman for uh, this community, this committee of energy persons, this energy persons being the top people who control the oil that uh, is converted into the gas that goes into our cars and our homes. And his response was, when someone asked, why do you need a hike? He said, well, you see, we have to look at it like this. We have to maintain a certain amount on hand, because if something goes wrong, then we could go broke. The person said, Many of you, just between two companies, Exxon and British Petroleum, between those two companies alone sit $177 billion in surplus. Surplus means those two companies alone have that much on hand. Why do you need close to a quarter of a billion dollars? It's a poverty mindset. It's a fear of being poor. We discussed this some time ago. The struggle with many people of rich heritage. They are scared to death of being poor. And they don't make moves likely because even though they have money, they always think poor. It's a poor-minded mentality. That's one part of this problem that I want to discuss with you today. The second part of this problem is You have this young lady, this young lady who has an idea, who has a mission statement, who has a dream, an objective, a goal, and that dream and that objective is met with disdain. The scripture says earlier in our passage, if you go further up from our text, that the people around became indignant. How dare you participate in this kind of activity? What that suggested to me was that these fine individuals were angry because this particular person saw the world brighter than it was to them. It's the same as I have argued many times. January 2020, when we have conversations about what, world would look like from a virtual perspective, not knowing the COVID vaccine, not vaccine, but that was a part of it, too, but the COVID situation, corona situation, all the different names that have been associated with it, was on the way. We started having those conversations, and we started to discuss the world from a virtual perspective, and there were those who looked at it from a gawking perspective. How dare you talk about doing something other than we know? The proverbial, let's go out into the world, let's leave our comfortable pews and our wonderful buildings with the beautiful stained glass windows that we keep clean because it's our shrine not to God but to ourselves. How dare you discuss or even think about leaving this and you want to go to your homes and sit down and have a conversation over the phone? I take my coffee and my tea with a side of bacon. Oh, that's wrong. That's crazy. I remember a conversation with someone Specifically on this subject, and I said, have you ever went through your church role and looked at how many people are sitting at the house right now? Their situations, their circumstances will not allow for them to come. They may not have transportation. They may just it may just be hard for them. You sometimes you know, many of you you wake up in the morning and your right leg talks trash to your left. You roll out of bed and you hit the floor and you just sit right, Lord, if I could just get up, I'm gonna get right back in this thing. You stand up and you feel lightheaded, and you just flop right back down. And then it's this idea, this pressure that is put on us to have to make and keep up appearances. I remember growing up, and they would talk about you, you wore the same thing more than twice in the same month. I just come to church to praise Jesus. And then they lied to you. Remember how they lied to you and said, I didn't come to see what you got on? That's a lie right there because if you didn't come, why you tell me? You do care about what I'm wearing. And so this this idea of church turned somewhat into this glorified fashion show every Sunday morning. That was one part of it, and the rest was just how can we keep up appearances look like the Joneses coming, and I kind like my car has to shine because his car shines. And now you want to talk about hiding behind a phone where I can't see you? I can't look at your face and I can't see when you shake your head and roll your eyes on the phone. That's that's stupid. That's ludicrous. We can take those resources one pass If I could just throw this in here before I run on to my point there. He said when he wanted to take the church resources and invest it in the virtual experience, and he stripped some of the resources from the missions budget, the board of deacons, you know, in some of them churches you got to answer to the board of deacons. The board of deacons took exception to that because Those resources that were being put into those areas was a very good opportunity to uh, give recognition and credit. You want to invest in this virtual stuff and trying to reach people and trying to provide an opportunity for folks. We can't write that off on our taxes. We can't go to the galas and look pretty and accept the award for that. That's what they were saying underneath, but on the top layer, they were saying, why would we take from the poor and do something that's going to mean something? And Jesus just like this preacher looked at them and he said, listen, them people were hungry yesterday. They're going to be hungry tomorrow. We already said them today. what do you want me to do? You want me to spend my time trying to do maintenance work on the street, or you want me to invest in people getting better? They didn't have an answer to that question because, again, that didn't make sense to them. And then we have the point that I believe is going to lead us in, the point where we think about the world through our own eyes. When you think about who you are and what you were born to do, the good gifts that God created, have you ever wondered, when you look through the Bible and you see all the people that God used, he started over there with Abraham, and he said, listen, how about you get up, pack you and old girl up, and you go on down the road. Where are you going? Don't worry about that. You got a full tank of gas. Just go to you run out. Now I want to ask a question. We can stop right there just for a moment. If your son or your daughter came to you in the middle of the night they were just sleeping and then they just sat up and their light came on and they just start packing their bags. You ask the question, they say, I don't know. And then to some degree They just didn't respond because they knew if they did, what your response would be. Sometimes in a moment of confession, people get upset with me because they go to ask me questions and I don't like being questioned. Part of the reason why, Mama Bell, I don't like being questioned because I know the answer to the question is going to be stupid in your eyes, and I don't have the space to deal with the response. So I just avoid the question. But think with me. You can peel back the onion, pull off your Sunday righteousness, Just sit it down in your virtual pew next so you you can pick it back up. Don't worry. It ain't going nowhere. It's only fit for you. Pick that up, this idea of reality, the who you really are syndrome. Swallow that pill and let's think for a second how you would respond. If your son told you that he was just leaving and he won't coming back and he couldn't give you an address, he couldn't give you a road map, he couldn't tell you where to meet him, where to look for him, where to call the police if something happened, he couldn't tell you whether or not he was going to make it, do you got any money, he couldn't tell you none of that. And then, oh, but this is what I will tell you, God told me. Now, let me ask you a question. Now I know what the sanctified Holy Ghost answer is gonna be, but when you peel back the onion, pull off the self-righteousness, and sit it in the virtual pew next to you, you know you can't handle that type of situation. You know that it's great to read about a story like that in the Bible, but don't come to me with that in real life because that does not make sense to me. The Bible only makes sense. The miracles only make sense in present past time. But future stuff, I can't deal with that. And so with that, Being said, I can't really beat up the disciples. I can't really call them non-Christians. They're human beings. And human beings don't really have the capacity. The scripture says that. Eyes have not seen, ears have not heard, neither has it entered into the hearts of man. So that being said, it's obvious when God comes and tells something out of the ordinary, tells something that doesn't make sense, tells something that goes against nature, ethics, physics, and all other things in between, it is obvious that humans become indignant Because to them, this subject is stupid. You move on down. You go down and that same gentleman is told that he is going to be the father of many nations. Well, how can I be a father if my wife can't have a baby? I'll take care of that. Now, you have to walk around with a barren wife believing that the key to your future, that the bloodline will be, that your destiny and your legacy depends on something coming through a woman that can't get pregnant. You have to have this dream, and you have to believe in this dream, and you have to carry this dream. And God bless your heart if you tell somebody. Because, again, you taking money and buying all that baby stuff, taking money and preparing for this Stupid idea. You can take that money and go do something worth something. Wasting your money on dreams that make no sense. Wasting your money on locating an opportunity for a homeless house or a community garden. That's nothing stupid. Spend that money on something worth something. But then I thought about it. If all you got is what you have in your dreams, and you take that from me, Jesus responded to the disciples. He said, listen, this girl is doing all she got, and you will not take her dreams. You will not strip her of her identity. You will not strip her of her purpose. You will not strip her of her goals and objectives. You will not strip her of her mission statement. No, you won't, no, sir. Uh-huh. Not going to happen. But I moved on too far. I got happy, so I went to the ending too quick. Because Jesus came down and said, and protected this person, but Jesus ain't here right now. Not physically, not like he was then. So what do you do going back to this same man who was promised to be the father of many nations and He had to struggle through the stress and the strain and the struggle of trying to convince the people that he was to have this baby, that somehow this old, beat-up, barren woman was going to spit out a child. 90-year-old woman, no epidurals, no Lamars, no ha (laughs) he he She couldn't cuss at her husband like he can now. They might have had some strong drink. Maybe that'd have helped her, I don't know. But after she spits out the child, then here comes God again and say, Okay, um listen, I got I got another idea. I know I told you to have the baby and all, but um yeah, I'm gonna need you to take him up killing mhm yeah yeah that that that's what I need you to do and uh you just going up there to the mountain and uh knock him off, and I'll be good now, what this saw here for me? was a metaphor between Abraham and how the poor is very important in the Jesus story. Because if you remember, The poor comes up not only in the disciples' conversation, but the poor came up in Jesus' time. He told Nicodemus, when Nicodemus asked, what do I need to do to get saved? How can I come follow? He said, all you got to do is take all you got and give it to the poor. He told that to Nicodemus, and then he comes back over here and tells these people when they said, listen, didn't you say, Jesus, take all you got and give it to the poor, but don't worry about the poor. And That's when it hit me. Nicodemus had to learn this lesson, the same lesson but Abraham understood later on he should have had a conversation. Maybe he had went and had a caucus meeting with Abraham and came back to Jesus. Say, Jesus, listen, uh, I hear you, but I don't understand right now. Do you mind if I go and take a little recess and go over here and figure this out? And I'll be back. You don't mind, do you? Let me go talk to Abraham. Abraham would have told him what I believe he and Mary discussed, this woman who's in our text. I believe she had a conversation with him. And Abraham would have said, Jesus doesn't care about your money. All he cares about is do you know that is worth less than he is. And then the other question came to mind. Because some folks would get and they would preach and they would say, you know, Jesus was trying to test him. God is trying to test him. God's got to know. Why does God got God don't got to know nothing? He said, Yes, he does. That's why he did it. That's why he told Abraham to take his child up, go over there to the mountain. And he had to know. No, that makes no sense to me. Because if you say God is omnipresent, omniscient, all-knowing, then he already knew what Abraham was going to do. He already knew what this young lady in our text was going to do. He already knew the response of Nicodemus. He already knew. So why was this important? It was important not because God needed to know what you were going to do, but God needed you to see what he was
3: going to do.
0: Try me. See if I will open up the windows of heaven and pour you out of a blessing. I'm going to tell this because I had my own experience of my own. I was holding on, Mama Bell, to this old 2008 Dodge Avenger. I'd paid it off. It's the first car I've paid off in of my life. I had three. The first one got wrecked. The second one got wrecked. but I never held the title in my hand to a car that I paid off, and I paid off $14,976 and 36 cents. Don't you forget my $0.36. Cents. <laughs> and I paid this car off, and I was struggling because, you see, I went on this journey, <clears throat> this journey, helping people and doing all this other good things for stuff, and I'm not complaining to you, but there's a whole lot of reasons why nobody wants to do jobs like this because you don't get rich working at the food bank. You don't make a mortgage going around doing it for old folks. That's why <laughs> nobody want to do it. But I decided that that was what I needed to do. I believe that's what I needed to do. I was working on the Internet, and, and the checks were starting to roll in. The numbers were starting to go up from viewerships, subscriptions, and all that good stuff. And I just felt like there was something I needed to do in this regard. I just felt like it. I rolled past City Hall, and I saw these ideas and things, and, and looking at a city that helped people and, and a city. I mean, we haven't even begun to to imagine a lot of the things that I've seen in the last decades of my life. But doing that transition was very costly. If you don't believe me, I got some credit card statements to show you. And I had this Dodge Avenger, and I was sitting on it. and said, just get rid of it. I said, listen, you got to understand. How I got that car was on the cheap. I had a good backer, and I don't have that backer anymore. That backer is now uh, preoccupied with uh, God bless, hallelujah, Hanky Jesus. So that backer with Mrs. Hallelujah, bless God, Jezebel, hallelujah. So I'm not going to be able to, I can't do, I can't, I I just can't. Let's go ahead and let it go. And I went and I got rid of it in October. And it wasn't 60 days later. That a turnaround happened. What that turnaround is, I ain't got to tell you. You can see where that ain't, is. Ain't we ain't got to go there. That's not important. What the important thing was that just like I believe Abraham and this woman in our text, the motivation the inspiration that I received, the gratification, not because of the resource or the material object, but the fact that I have stepped into this idea, this virtual space church that folks thought was stupid, and despite all of that, I have never been left hungry. I've never needed to go anywhere, and I didn't have transportation, even though gas was five million dollars a gallon. My tank is always safe food and that's the moment when you realize that you can pursue your dream. You can pursue your destiny. And when everybody else around you, you know how ludicrous it is, you can just look them in their face with a lovely smile. You know what you can say to them? You can say to them like the old hymnologist says, great is thy faithfulness. Morning by morning, new mercies I see. All I've ever needed to pursue my dream, to pursue my destiny, to live out why I was created, all I've ever needed, thy hand hath provided. Great is thy faithfulness, my Lord,
3: unto me, my dear grandmother.
1: Great is thy faithfulness, O Lord, we see every day. Thank you, merciful Father, for being here for us. Thank you, God, that we can put our trust in you. I believe God. I believe God. Knowing that God is able to do anything but fail. Knowing that God loves us so much. He cares for us so much. Help us to always remember. He cares for us. He was everything out for our good. Most father, we just thank you this morning. We praise you. and We magnify your name. We love you, dear God. Help us to always remember that you are a faithful God. No matter what we see, no matter what we feel, no matter what we hear, you are faithful to us and you love us. Help us just to remember that And help us to say, in in thee, O Lord, we put our trust. And God, you say, give thanks to you for everything. But this is the will of the Father. Give you thanks, knowing that you love us. We thank you today. We thank you, O God, for just being here for us this morning. And as we go forth this day, help us to go forth with a smile on our face and joy in our hearts. Knowing that you love us so much. That we got the best, the greatest there is. And help us to share with somebody else. Help us to win somebody else's soul for you. Help us to tell others about your goodness. We just want to thank you. We praise you. We thank you for your word that you sent to us today. Help us to meditate on it. Help us to meditate on it. As that cow chew and chew and chew after he eat, he chew. Help us to chew on this word and help us to be the children that you have called us to be. We thank you, God. We thank you because, God, we can do all things through Christ that strengthen us. We can be them shining lights in this dark world. Help us to shine for you this day. We just thank you. Thank you, dear God. Oh, merciful Father, we just want to thank you. We want to praise you because we love you. We love you because you first loved us. Oh, God, be ever with each one of us. Stand with us and stand by us. Strengthen us on every hand and help us to go forth. Praise you in your name. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. 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 (music) you <music>